What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. This time, I will not forget to record my co-host. It's your boy, Monster D-Face, here bringing you guys another episode. Uh, the radio silence came because I made mistakes in the past, but that is not going to be today's case. Either way, let's kick things off. We're coming in hot. It's new chapter. Panda, what's up, my boy? Hey, man. It's, uh, it's been good. We recorded, um, for, for a little bit more context, we recorded an entire episode um, right before the new season, we broke down some crazy points. It was like a stacked episode, and unfortunately, it didn't record SVG or me's audio, so unfortunately, we couldn't release it. However, Crapped. we're we're going to be talking about some of the stuff here because we predicted some things that were right. We predicted some things that haven't happened, so it's going to be a good episode entirely because Chapter 4 is here, baby. Yes, sir, and SVG, my boy, bringing it back another week, another episode. What's up, brother? Yeah, hey, that was a phenomenal episode. So, you know, <laughs> we we just have to bring the fire again today to match what happened last time. And um, you know, I'm excited. We're, we're getting into the end of the year, which for me means the competitive awards. You guys are thankful, or I'm thankful you guys are a part of that, but really giving recognition to everyone in the competitive Fortnite ecosystem, having a big ass panel to uh include in everything and dive into who's the best of the best yeah that's right somebody's gonna put something awesome on every year where we get together he he brings together uh, a number of different community figures he allows us to not only vote behind the scenes but include you guys the audience to put your perspective in so if there's like a i don't know best Fortnite podcast of the year you know that's where you come <laughs> into play so go follow somebody's gonna just go ahead and just give some support man he, he's got um all the handles you need probably in his bio that directly point you to the competitive awards handle as well but just check it out it's for the Fortnite community a very cool thing that we do every year to wrap it up and I will be putting in our perspective. Last week, the stuff that you guys missed basically was the recap of the FNCS Invitational. We're going to give you a super high-level TLDR. What we su summarized, I think, by the end of it was it was an extremely successful event, an event that we all look forward to and enjoyed. And then, man, we got to really talk about that moment, the, the crazy, the pinnacle of the contestation, Camisetti versus Queasy and Vino. I really wish we had it all captured, but... It is now forever lost. So you can uh, uh, think about how cool that discussion was. We really got into it, but it was a great event and we got to recap it. Now, though, we have something equally as exciting, Panda. It's the new chapter. It's here. Um, let's kick things off with the event. You got to watch the event. I'm assuming you were there first person in the driver's seat checking it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Um, you know... I have some thoughts when it came to this event. You don't I have to think, hold back. I, 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 oh, and I'm not. <laughs> um, I think as a whole, the event concept is actually brilliant. It's the Fortnite community building the Chapter 4 map as you're playing through minigames. However, I feel like from a story perspective in comparison to other events that they've done, while this was way more interactive than the other ones, it just felt like it wasn't as impactful, right? So, like, if if you haven't watched it, I'll break. I'll try to do like a no spoiler breakdown. Basically, there was like a minute thirty seconds in the very beginning that was story driven, and then forty minutes where you were just reassembling the new chapter four island. And it, it was so chaotic. It 
like, dude, you have players running everywhere. I was lost half the time, not knowing what the mission was. Um, it was a bad event, guys. <laughs> it's by far my least favorite for me. For me, some of you guys out there might have like genuinely enjoyed the interactive elements and stuff. I feel like, and this is my perspective. You say it was like an event piecing together the island. What I took from it was, I felt like it was a it was an event that was supposed to be catch up for like the new mm. users, like catching up to um here's what happened in the past because of all the flashbacks and if maybe you missed that first event you got to kind of experience it which we've never seen that before where you really got to get a piece of what it was in the past i just think the execution was poor it's hard to fail tapping into like true nostalgia which is what they were in my opinion maybe going for as a part of the element and i think they just missed the mark that was me um svg what you got yeah, I'm with you on that because you had to go seek out the nostalgic pieces. They weren't like right in front of you. And, you know, I, I cared for a little bit to do all like the little things. And then I was like, I'm done. I'm just going to sit here and wait for this to happen. Hopefully they throw some cool cinematics at us because that's really what I want from an event. I personally don't want to do anything. I just want to watch. I want to see the battle between uh, that giant monster and the mech. Like that was one of the coolest ones, the rocket, things like that. But, uh, hey, maybe for some people, playing, doing things is, is better. In my opinion, that is not what I want. Let me sit back, enjoy some beautiful cinematics. Maybe, you know, throw in, like, a few minutes of gameplay to, to mess around. But ultimately, show us some really <laughs> cool things. And the weird thing is, guys, I know we, we had to move on to this new Unreal Engine. But there's, this new season is beautiful. And I don't feel like we even got, like, these awesome, beautiful scenery as part of that event, which I feel like could tie, it would have tied in together. But I understand the whole background stuff. You can't do Unreal Engine 5 stuff on 4 until mm -hmm. you move to 5, but what, whatever. Yeah, look, from a technical standpoint, for those at home that don't know, um, with the transition of chapter, it was also a transition of the Unreal Engine that was being used in the game. Up until this point, we were using Unreal Engine 4, and now we're using 5.1, which include new things like Lumen that honestly just... It, it's like taking ray tracing and your performance on your PC and basing what you can see and like like just honestly exploding ray tracing. Make it, I, I, it's hard to like actually break down, but the game right now is beautiful it's like loading up like god of war for example on the playstation i know that's a big game right now people are playing it they're loading into their next gen console the ps5 and, and looking at how beautiful that game is well load up fortnite because they have taken this to a whole new level graphically and also the game's performance overall feels really smooth yeah, and, and one thing I want to encourage you guys as well, if you're on console, you don't have to miss out on some of this new visual feel of the game. If you take your frames for the, the new gen console from 120 FPS and actually lower it down to 60 FPS, I believe it auto-enables some of that, uh, uh, that new engine look and feel. Now, again, you're sacrificing those 60 extra FPS. If you want to be competitive, no one cares about the looks anyways. But if you want to enjoy it visually, you are also included. Just turn down your FPS settings, and then it'll enhance the rest of the visual stuff. So we do want to encourage you, at the very least, get out there one of these days and just, just yeah, gawk at the environment if you haven't already. The lighting, the the ambience, the you'll see all types of details and stuff like that. Especially my favorite is when builds break or the flames set things ablaze and stuff like that it just looks so realistic and in a way we've never experienced the fortnite universe before very very cool stuff 
But that's just the surface of what has began to be introduced to ch the chapter. The new look, the new feel, the new items have now hit the game as well. Besides this entire fractured map. I want to start with the map. I feel like that's the first thing we all get to see and kind of uh, get our first experience with. You jump into the world. You're on this starter island. Were you guys blown away by how the battle bus kicked off? That, to me, I felt like, all right, I'm ready to queue up again. Like, it felt pretty good just taking, you know, taking your first steps onto the battle bus. Yeah, it definitely felt more fluid going from, like, the spawn island into the map, which I think we were talking about this yesterday. No or maybe I was screen. talking about it with Lash. Yeah, it's just straight into the game. And, like, you get this nice, cool animation of the bus, like hyper warping or whatever you're gonna call this into the new island um and like you guys already mentioned the island looks beautiful so once you get into the actual island get to start playing it is a really nice experience and it feels so much better than i expected than having all this wonderful graphics on the front end you know you think you'd sacrifice one for the other but whatever they did in this newest unreal engine has really made game performance solid. And I've even seen a number of pros saying that, which is incredibly rare at the beginning of a new season, especially to have pro players that are playing scrims be like, ooh, this kind of feels crispy. I like this. Yeah, and that's, again, that transition to the new Unreal Engine. We don't know how much of an increase of performance it, it maybe you know has had on the server, but clearly it's been a lot better. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the actual map, though. Not a single returning POI. Every new mm -hmm. point of interest is brand new. There's even some new um, layouts, if you will. You know, like in the past, Chapter 1, Chapter 2, you had some recycling of a lot of the kind of the buildings we knew and loved, and it, it felt like, all right, it's it's yeah, it's a new map, but it's cookie-cut different, right, with a new name. Yeah. But there's actually, like, I guess some new stuff going on as far as, like, the actual structures in the game. Well, if you if you look really closely, a lot of the POIs are almost like Chapter Two esque POIs, but like upgraded. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, like slap. What is it? Um, slap shattered slabs. Yeah, shattered slab. No, no, no. Slap where the slap factory is. Slappy shores. Slappy shores. So I like slappy that one, shores versus um, what is it? Slurpy. Mm -hmm. Back in Chapter Two, like it's very very similar vibes to a lot of POIs, which is cool. My only gripe with the map is there's not enough loot. I saw a stat that was like, beginning of chapter one was over a thousand chests, and then the beginning of this one is like 800 chests. There was, there was actually 1,500 chests at the end of the chapter uh, two seasons, right? Yeah. Down to 800. That's a, around a 47%, I think, was the, the number that wow. was thrown out there. Decrease there, Panda. That's actually wild. Like, how does that even... I, I don't know how that happens, but... But once you look at the map, for those at home that probably haven't or may not have seen it, um, it is very, like, different mm -hmm. than what we're used to. What they have done well is they brought biomes back into the game, like, in a really nice way. I feel like the map is fresh. I, I do feel like the loot pool is, like, brand new. It's almost overwhelming the amount of changes that came in Chapter 4. My only issue with it is the map feels a little small and doesn't feel like it has the loot that it really needs to be successful. And overall, it feels like that will change just because, like, I'm seeing all these rift events where things are spawning into the map. So maybe over time, we're just going to get more and more jumping in. And hopefully we get a few more POIs because it feels like there's some large areas of the map that are missing that. But 
the the big thing that stood out to me is this map feels like it's been designed with zero builds in mind last map did not feel that way just because of the massive open spaces and like the dominant positions that you could take this one has a lot of peaks and valleys that really cut off lines of sight as far as rotations whether it be for the competitive players the zero build players or anyone else there's a lot more to kind of move around to allow yourself to play within this map. And I'm happy. I couldn't have said it more elegant than that. The, the peaks and valleys, it, it, it's my favorite part of the map. It's what made me love VOD reviewing, like the early chapter twos and the chapter ones, but mainly because the map was so vertical. There's so many verticals, especially on that chapter one map. You had the huge valley, like almost literally cutting the map in half before you get to the Loot Lake section. Um, and then there was just all types of high ground positions. I feel that same way about this map too. I like that. Uh, some players might feel a little bit indifferent about it because it just creates more power positions, if you will. But, and this is a huge but, those rotates, there's going to be so much more to learn from. There's going to be more strategies and more deliberate, I think, decision-making as you start choosing which way you want to go. That left or right is going to make a huge difference or you decide to go up and over one of these cliffs, right? You might be greeted with a few players up there. Uh, so, like, I, I love the map. I think, competitively speaking, the design of the map is going to be very fun to watch play out. I agree with you, Panda, all the way. The, the 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 map is actually smaller. Our friends over at NA East Comp Report actually spoke to the size of the map, I believe, and they said it has been condensed. But also, yes, there are so many, uh, uh, you know, loot chests that have been completely removed from the game. So very interesting decision. I feel like that wasn't accounted for at some point. Someone just like, they just made it and it was like, yeah, this feels good. Deploy it. But then they probably are maybe now realizing, yeah, we don't have a lot of chests on this map. Um, or it could be intentional. I tweeted out the other day that I think it might just be intentional that resources, resource farm is lower. Chests are lower. Mm -hmm. All these things are lower intentionally because that just means you're more scrappy. You have to battle for your resources. And they want to encourage in a more organic way to fight each other, which ultimately in turn makes the server perform better. Uh, that was kind of the extra touch that I added at the end that people were like coming at my head for. <laughs> but <laughs> but like, you know, it, it's like I, I take it in jest, but take it also with like a grain of um, seriousness. I think, I think it is intentional that the loot uh, yielded from farming is lower. And the fact that there are less, like literally overall less chests and stuff lowered is almost intentional. What do you think, Panda? You think this is uh, built in this way? Um, I, you know, I've been struggling with this conversation because I know that it is impacting a comp pretty negatively or can if it's not changed. But I also feel like there were so many things jammed into one year versus jammed into two, three years to build a map that it could be things that were just overlooked right. long-term, right? So until we hit the competitive season next month, like really where it kicks off, obviously we have placement cups coming up here soon, but outside of that, once we see the more, more of the events actually taking place in January, if we don't see changes before then, then I'm on your mindset, right? But if we do, then I'm more on the mindset of, yeah, the map makers had a, a year right. to convert a map versus two years or three years like they've had in the past. So I think there's there's that thought to it as well. It just kind of depends. I was going to say, like we said, the the overwhelming um, sentiment right now is it's very much positive. It's literally on the positive yeah. side. I think besides 
All right, we, we can start. Let's just talk about it. Let's jump into the loophole. Let's talk about the loophole right now. There's, there's, mm -hmm. guys, there has to be like zero chance this ridiculous hammer that is in the game stays in the game. But at the same time, part of me thinks Epic might just be like, nah, bro, we got to get a little crazy this year. We're going to start it off a little crazy for the FNCS, and they might keep some of this, some of these wild items around. Um, let's start there. This is a powerful weapon. I don't know the exact name, but we, we call it the gravity hammer. It might, it might actually be the name. Usually it's, it's kind of on point to what it physically feels like. This gravity hammer is nuts. It yeah. is definitely. I mean, my own, like, right now it's fun. It's a great arena weapon, right? I love these fast-paced arena games, but when you start to see it used in the stacked scrim lobbies, uh, I can understand why pros might be like, oh, this thing probably shouldn't be in the game. So it'll be interesting to see how exactly that plays out. Um, I was having a discussion with Jacob earlier about whether or not it should be in the game. And you guys know my point of view. It's no, it's just absolutely nothing ridiculous like that. Get it out. <laughs> Base level, nothing. Um, although if it is in the game, I do think two months of players trying to figure out the ways to break the item in ways that it wasn't intended to be used is a really long time. And someone's going to figure out something that was never intended, and we're going to start seeing everyone do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you see how even now I, I've figured out that, hey, before I hit this regular floor, maybe I'll just place my own floor to flatten it out, and then all of a sudden you have real high ground takes, and you can angle perfectly where you want to go. I think one of the also maybe unintended uh, features of the weapon, if you will, is while you are in animation, you can still build. So it's kind of weird how... Your character visually can be slamming the hammer into the floor, but you could be boxing someone up, which is like super confusing when you think this guy is coming at you with a hammer, but really he has his mats out and you're already boxed up. It's kinda it's kinda crazy the things that you can do with it. Um so yeah, there's a I think a limitless potential in front of us right now when they get these crazy weapons in front of us. Uh, let's jump into the the AR, aka the scar. I would never call it a scar on broadcast. We're not allowed to. Fun fact. But yeah. the scar returning. We could talk about that on the podcast like this. I, I my favorite. I think this is my favorite part about the season. Even though they did it dirty, they made a common rarity. Like why? The fact that we have something so um, recognizable, right? It, the scar was just built right from the beginning. It's one of the weapons that I think they just did right uh the original sound or i guess the updated sound past the original sound is is in the game right now and it feels the way it used to feel it's it's very very powerful what it, what do you what do you think this is a a good addition panda like having this scar publicly accessible the way it is right now um yes i do feel like they made some bloom adjustments to it mm -hmm. but i do also feel like it is good to have it back i think it's one of those things that it's like Gives a, it gives a nostalgic feel, whereas everything else is chaotic because we have two new shotguns. We have the, the shockwave hammer. We have bows back. We have, there's so many changes to this loop pool because it's chapter to chapter instead of just season to season. And so I think having some bit of normalcy in there is good. But again, at the same time, the bloom is different. And it takes a little bit of getting used to when you're used to what used to be the, the scar, mm -hmm. a.k.a. the high-level assault rifle. So um, definitely, uh, for those diving in, get used to it again. Make sure you uh, don't just jump in treating it like it is what it used to be because it is definitely uh, a bit different. Now, as far as like 
the other things go, and you kind of mentioned it before. I'm I'm kind of excited for a chaotic season. You know me, SVG and I are polar opposites when we when it comes to competitive. <laughs> um, I like to see some fun. Uh, it, obviously, I, there should be a more competitive layer to it, but having some of those fun items in, I think, definitely could be really enjoyable and really exciting to watch. So we'll see. We'll see how it comes out. So just talking about, uh, I guess, the, the the shotguns, you briefly mentioned it. You have two new shotguns. We have the Thunder mm-hmm. shotgun, the Maven shotgun, the Maven auto shotgun. I like. I think the fire rate is, is pretty cool. It's not really tack level fast, but it's it's fast enough to be um, not as... No, I don't think it's useless though. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> I actually think it's pretty good. I think it's I think it's okay. Um, although the thunder shock and I think is very powerful. Uh, slower pullout time, much harder hitting. And correct me if I'm wrong. You can 200 O someone with the higher level rarities. The common I believe does 180 base to the head with the full two pellets. And the higher levels, I'm pretty sure can fully decimate someone. Um. 195 panda just typed out okay so 195 might be the cap there but i mean it, it's it's about as good as it can get the thunder shotgun it is i i know svg and i we've been playing a lot with these shotguns and our opinion about the maven is very different than yours my you friend you don't like the maven i will no. pick up a gray but thunder why? before okay, i okay. pick up a legendary maven can i just hear why yeah do you want to tell him or should i panda Go i'll ahead. let you break let this down it. let me hear it all right, so it doesn't do any damage to anything or anyone, whether it be builds, players, and it doesn't shoot fast enough to not output damage at a high rate. Plus, SMGs are strong, and like you already mentioned, the Thunder Shotgun claps. So if you're hitting shots with either an SMG or a Thunder Shotgun, you'll probably get one shot off with the Maven, hit someone for 30, and then complain that your shotgun did no damage. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, I like... Like I said, I, I think because of how different it is to the Thunder Shotgun, I kind of like it, but it's nothing like the Tactical Shotgun. That was kind of, I think the feel of the weapon felt really good, but um, I didn't, I guess, dive deep enough into the damage I was actually doing. Um, I was blaming my lack of playtime as to why I was getting bodied all week, <laughs> not really the fact that the gun wasn't doing good. So we do have different, you. we have different perspectives there. If I died, I was really like, yeah, I died because I suck right now. I haven't played Fortnite all year. Uh, but yeah, that you know, listen, that makes total sense to me. Um, SMGs are in the game. We have a machine gun, and then we have the twin mag SMG. The twin mag SMG has a 20 magazine, um, pretty decent fire rate. It didn't feel like extremely high fire rate. I think the damage is respectable. And the machine gun has a 33 or 32 mag. I think depending on the rarities as you start to work your way up. That one felt a little bit stronger. Again, still the same thing. High fire rates. Um, very much reminiscent to, I guess, any of the other SMGs in the seasons past. But I haven't seen as much, I guess, SMG abuse. But it is still early in the season. Um, that could just be, though, because the return of the assault rifle... It just feels good to hold that rifle. Like I said, it's so familiar for most of the players. Uh, Thunder, Shotgun, and the uh, Assault Rifle might just be your your standard go-to no matter what because of how well-versed the AR is. Um, what are your thoughts on the SMG? Any quick takes here? Yeah, I'll go with that. I think it's the most balanced that we've seen mm-hmm. in a while. It doesn't do a ton of damage to builds, and it's pretty powerful up close. So I know, Panda, you're a big fan of having the smg be a good option outside of shotguns and i think we're we're at that level again yeah i think it's the most balanced i've always been a fan of having the smg in the loop pool right 
And Fortnite has struggled for years to find the balance of too strong and useless. And so I think this is the closest they've ever been because it is strong. If you're if you're getting sprayed wall to wall and you don't know how to like back out and get it like get out of the box, um, you're definitely going to struggle against it. But that's the purpose of it, right? The same thing goes if you're box to box and somebody has a shotgun and they edit and shoot you. It's the same skill gap because, like SVG mentioned, uh, this is not doing as much significant damage to bills and just instantly breaking them like we had seen in, in past iterations of the submachine gun. So. Definitely some good changes there, uh, for sure. Not necessarily perfect, but definitely good changes. Um, I also, as far as the loophole goes, it feels it feels like they haven't been dropping higher rarity weapons like they had in the past. I felt but, that too. Yeah, so it's it feels like you're really reliant on gray, green, blue. And I think that's and, because they have this like key system now with these again these chests that you can basically mm. purchase your weapon out of uh, it's almost i don't know and i don't really know what the process is to retrieve a key i've only just gotten them i'm assuming through eliminating players or yeah maybe finding them um so i think they almost want to encourage that exploration factor of like hey you get a major poi you're probably going to find keys i'm assuming which then will reward you even more for having a major poi um because the I find it more interesting that they're permanently just on display. Like almost every major POI, these very special chests, the holograms right above it, you can just buy the exact weapon you want. And they're all very powerful and great options. Um, but the catch is getting the keys. Uh, I think a new change was launchpads being moved directly to airdrops, making them more worthy of getting um, chasing them down, fighting for them, playing for those uh, those key drops, uh, airdrops. I love that change. That's a, that's a great adjustment. Damn. I really like that uh, shockwaves, the normal impulse grenades are in the game as opposed to the shockwave counterpart. I've always been a fan of the, the, the usage of an impulse in general, and I did believe in the past that shockwaves were a little too destructive, a little too easy to rotate with, and you know all that good stuff. I like that we have this version of it. I want to see how it plays out. I want to see if um, pros use it to rotate with, take high ground, toss enemies off of high ground. All the stuff that you saw with the shockwave before, but it's more skill now, right? More skill involved. If you mess up, you are taking fall damage, and you're probably going to get taken out the game. Um, so I like some of these tweaks. It does feel like the loop pool overall is a little bit more competitive outside of the shockwave hammer. And then mm -hmm. it kind of leads us into this augment discussion. Augments are a thing in the game. I'm going to take it from the top really quickly. Uh, I'll call them perks for the sake of you maybe understanding what this is but augments are basically fortnite's version of perks and what does that mean uh every couple of minutes depending on the zone almost how storm surge would trigger every few zones you instead get the option to unlock an augment and it, it gives you a decision you can choose between two options right there or for 100 gold you can roll which i love that too more reason to use the gold resources very cool um and then the actual augments themselves. Some of them are extremely powerful, and I'll leave it there. We'll start there. Let's talk about. Let's let's start with the broken ones first. I think that's what people <laughs> want to hear about. Uh, I'll, I'll leave the floor to you, Panda. Which is the first just extremely busted augment that comes to mind right now? So I'm going to be a little controversial here. I think the augments are actually in a pretty good spot. All of the them? reason okay. not okay for the most part. I'm not saying every single one is in a good spot. I'm just saying that 
for the most part, the augments are in a really interesting area. Now, Chug Gunner, let's talk about that for a second. Chug Gunner is one of those S-tier augments where it instantly drops you a, a Chug Cannon. So, obviously, Chug Cannon is probably the most powerful healing weapon in the game. And adding that as an augment does add a layer of RNG that we haven't seen in seasons past, right? So it does, anytime you add RNG to the game, it makes it a little less competitive, so so to speak. But in reality, obviously, it's a battle royale. There, there are levels of RNG um, all the time. And, and there's but, also a little bit of strategy behind that too. Like, you don't have to choose to activate your augment at any given time. You can actually wait. So mm -hmm. hypothetically, you open up your, your interface, you look at your augments, if Chug Runner is right there, you can actually decide, hey, I'm not going to use this right now. I'm actually going to wait. Maybe I found myself in a, a spot where I'm out of mats or, sorry, out of uh, out of heals. Now I'm going to activate my first augment, and it, it just back catalogs the additional ones. So there, yeah. there's definitely a level of strategy involved now, too. There is. And so another little like tidbit as far as the augments go, the, the way that they work is they work on a time cycle throughout the game. So the longer you survive, the more augments you can get. There's a total of four augments. And the first one appears at two minutes and 30 seconds, second one at five minutes, third at seven minutes and 30 seconds, and the last one at 10 minutes into the game. So you have some time to choose which augments you want. Because like Monster mentioned, you don't have to choose them initially. Now, there are four that are being categorized as S tier. Top of the top, the best, right? There's Splash Medic. There is the Forecast, which, let me break them down. Splash Medic is, you get uh, Chug Jugs, or Chug... Splashes. No, Chug Splashes out of everything. You mm -hmm. open an ammo crate, you get a Chug Splash. Crazy. You open, yeah, you open a chest, you get a Chug Splash. Crazy. So, definitely huge. Um, forecast tells you the next zone. So, very similar to the the uh, uh, scouting uh, sniper that we yes. had seen in seasons past. Also every crazy. next zone too. Every not, not next just zone. the next zone, but every Everyone. zone after. Mm -hmm. And only With only the person who activates it can see it. I've actually yes. I've gotten it twice in game. It felt super cool just having an X-ray vision or the uh, the next zone vision. It's pretty dope. Yeah. And then there's uh you have some more balanced ones in my opinion. So like. There's like an AR recycle, which basically like there's a chance that you don't have to reload your assault rifle or ammo. Like it doesn't take from your ammo count when you reload. There's there's just interesting perks in general. Um, but as far as like the quote unquote broken ones, those are the ones that I mentioned on the top. To me, I think the most busted one and people are probably going to figure this out is the demolition one. The one where if you farm regular structures, everything you break has a chance to drop grenades. Mm. And I did that in an end game. And I kid you not, I had like 15 grenades on me just in my vicinity that I started just wrecking chaos, dude. Like it's, I don't know, man, I'm not crazy about so I, I don't agree with you, Panda. I'll put it like that. I don't think they're in a place that are, like, quote-unquote balanced. I think those, especially the ones that give you, like, these destructive items, like, even the stink bow and the, like I said, and the grenades, I think I have a problem with those ones that kind of give you those items. Um, Knowing the, nez, the next zone, yeah, I kind, of, I kind of think it's a little too strong as well in a professional player's hands. I'm really thinking tournament settings. 
dude, they're they're too good to know exactly when the next zone is gonna come up. And and but but maybe that's the catch. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's intentional. Um, because obviously they had to weigh all these options before they entered into the game. Could it be narratively speaking? Hey, we we want someone to like. Hey, they could be having the worst tournament of their lives, but if they know where the next zone is, is that is that the is that the reasoning? Right? Hey, this guy will at least have a good game because we gave him all the zones. I don't well, know. Fortnite kind of agrees with you because to clarify, there are certain augments that are disabled are meant to be disabled. To be clear, in competitive playlists, the mechanical archer, the demolitions munitions, the chug gunner, the storm mark, the supercharged, and the tricked out which all the ones you mentioned are listed on the ones that are going to be um, uh, disabled in competitive playlists. Now, they are active in Arena right now, but competitive playlists are probably going to be like placement cups and other things. So fully expect them not to be in there, at at least as of now, because you never know. Fortnite could say, hey, maybe this isn't as strong as we thought. Let's go ahead and add it. So um, for now, it's not going to be in like the competitive stuff. Which which did you say? Those augments are not going to be in it? Yeah, but they're in arena currently. So in arena, not yeah. fully. Some of them ha- have been removed, but I-, I think they might be accidentally appearing. Yeah, okay. as I, think... I played a game and I and I thought the same thing, and I was like, "Yeah, man, you know, I haven't gotten the the next zone reveal augment uh, in arena," and then literally seconds later, it just was there. So I was like, "Uh," yeah. and I was wrong. It was just RNG. <laughs> So uh, I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe. Obviously, I do see them balancing it because there's uh, a whole different. There's so many lanes they could take augments down that just will do very, very fun things for like the zero build and more of the casual kind of settings. Uh, but it's very clear that augments can become um, un- staggeringly unbalanced in uh, <laughs> in the uh, in the competitive settings if if just left to run the way they currently are. And that- before, sorry, before I toss it over to SVG. There are more planned, and there are quite a few that are already in the works that are re- almost ready to go, essentially. Press mm-hmm. a button, and they're in the game. Um, Hypex tweeted out, there's more for mobility, looting, game, and combat, and there's a lot. Like, it's not a little. It's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 Whoa. more augments ready to go <laughs> whenever Epic wants to launch them. Like, things like Gun Game. And Black Market, Midas's Touch, turning things to gold, like Whoa. Peeling Plunder. There are a lot. So whether or not we see more Activate throughout the season, I definitely think it'll probably happen. They might save some of these for future seasons. But this is not the only iteration of Augments we're going to see in Fortnite. It's going to continue to evolve. So I want to touch on something real quick. So the the forecast one where you get to see the next zone I think that'd be really cool to at least see how it plays out for like a short period of time. I know it's going to be very powerful to know where the next zone is, but also at the same time, if you see people doing weird things at like the edge of a zone, that keys you to like, oh, okay, they probably know where this next zone is going. What? That's why they're basing up here. And we saw that in previous seasons with the Storm Scout rifle when people used to do weird things and you'd just be like, hmm. Why are they making that move? That's really weird to be investing all that in this next zone. And then you can kind of, you know, hedge your bet. Be like, I'm going to get a little close to them and hope that they actually do have my, what my only I'm problem thinking they have. It's like streamers stream the competitions, even the finals. And if you get that perk, like stream sniper is kind of already an issue. But like that information, just like going public and then with third party tournaments, I just think it's very powerful and it 
personally, in my opinion, doesn't quite fit into the uh, the competitive ecosystem. Knowing those zones is just wild. I would almost rather you have an augment that grants you the wall that you you could take every wall or something like that. Like you know, <laughs> like I'd rather something as broken as that versus like being able to see the zones. I just I just think there's a lot of um yeah, there's just a lot of room for liability, especially as like people stream and giving that information away. Uh, but augments are again one of those things that were introduced to chapter that's brand new every chapter we have uh, essentially received some mechanical or like some game changing thing that changes the entire identity of the game um i don't really remember what's added to chapter two but besides like diving swimming building on yeah swimming diving building on water like that was kind of that one then we got sprinting mantling now we have basically augments right and this kind of like whole perk system introduced to the game at some point um we had, of course, the crafting weapons, right? So, like, we have gotten a lot of changes that have really changed Fortnite, uh, aiming down sights or red dot weapons. But yeah, now here we are. We can, uh, we have perks, and clearly they're they're going to be a part of the game in some way, shape, or form, and they're going to be a part of competitive. There's, I just don't see a world where augments are not just a part of competitive as we know it. Well, and there's some things that we haven't mentioned that are still unreleased, but have been hinted at by Epic Games. So one thing right off the dome is the collabs coming into all of this. We have Doom in the Battle Pass. We got Mr. Beast coming to the game. So that, that initial hint that we got from the Invitational with Mr. Beast Burger being involved with the Invitational, now we actually have Mr. Beast coming to the game. You got My Hero Academia. I saw you that. got Gianni. <laughs> so you, like, there, there's a lot. So basketball player coming to the game, um, a collab there, but also some hinted at mechanical changes that haven't been activated yet. We saw first-person mode um, initiated in the trailer with the Doom character. We saw deployable shield walls and equipable uh, an equipable shield wall that was hinted at. We saw uh, an Oathbound Owl drone that can be used to scout ahead. So That's these are cool, all actually. things, yeah. And of course, a Deku uh, My Hero Academia mythic. Mm. Um, so all these things that have been hinted at in, within the trailer, but are not yet in the game. So, so much to come in the next few weeks. And, it just makes it exciting. And even uh, Hypex had a little leak running on walls. Like, I, I don't know how mm -hmm. or where that would like fit in, but zero build, I guess more, more of that totally works. That's probably going to unlock some whole new kind of stuff we'll see uh play down or maybe they'll make it so you can run up walls too to run up into trees that's what i, I thought originally when uh the new chapter was dropping i was like what could they add that can like change the game i thought scaling in the game was going to become a thing because of zero build and mantling and stuff but uh, yeah. we got augments instead but i wouldn't be surprised if like that becomes a thing like you just literally scale stuff and more people are in trees uh because we have perks now that literally literally reward you bush warrior for for hiding mm -hmm. in structures uh guys if you guys haven't seen all the augments um we definitely did not go through all of them it was very much a surface level some of the ones that stand out to us there are some cool ones like that one there's tracking ones tons of good ones um search it up google it find out uh which augments are in the game or just play and you know discover through discoverability it's also very fun that's kind of how i approached it before doing the homework um anything else we might have missed just before like as far as new stuff goes we talked about the map we talked about the loot pool we talked about the event lead up i feel like that kind of encompasses a lot of the uh, uh you know standout standout things sbg what's up so we get 
there's one quick thing I want to mention is there's an augment that I think will help us see some incredible end game pop offs. When you're sprinting, it reloads your shotgun. So a lot of times we see the end game pop offs run out of ammo. Now sprinting reloads it. So maybe some more opportunity for some crazy solo clutches. Just throwing mm. that out there. Secondly, uh, do we want to dive into the competitive season? I think before... we no. I definitely do. I definitely okay. want to do that. But before I got there, I just wanted to make sure. If we hit on anything important in the season before we completely move on, uh, because there is so much in the game, but I'm going to take these faces of blankness as the answers. I think we hit it all. I think we hit a lot of the, the standout stuff. I, I feel pretty good with the coverage. Guys, if you guys have any questions or maybe you have a, a, something that we didn't touch on that you want our perspective on, hit us with that online. We'll get to it in the next one. But, yeah, let's jump in. Let's talk about the uh, the, comp the competitive roadmap. Um Panda hinted at we have divisional cups coming up this weekend. I think it's a little early personally for a divisional cup, but it makes sense to get it out the way since Epic always goes on holiday season anyways, coming into the uh, the end of the year. So I really don't see us getting any substantial changes, regardless of whether the players like cry about the loot pool or the shockwave hammer or whatever like concerns come up. I don't think we're getting anything changed until early January um, because they're just going on vacation soon. And that's a fact. We see it all the time. Uh, with yeah. that, though, Division Cups kick off. They allow you to kind of place yourself um, into a bracket. I think, SBG, you did a beautiful job on the FN Competitive. I saw the video. Love the oh, breakdown. Thank you. So I'll give you the floor to definitely um, explain that. Just hit us with a quick recap. All right, cool. So we'll just talk about the Divisional Cups first because I'm sure there'll be some conversation based on that. Placement Cup is this Saturday. That's the 10th. So if you guys are trying to put yourself in a certain rank, we got three ranks. You got contender, which is anyone that reaches the contender rank within arena. And then it's separated. So you got divisional ranks and then you got arena ranks. So contender is the only one that matters for arena. Get there. You get to compete in the divisional cups. Then you have challenger, which is the next level. And then you have the final level, which is the elite cup, which for the first time ever, is now going to be a requirement to participate in FNCS. Mm. So we have the placement cup this weekend, and then we have about a month off. And the first divisional cups happen every Wednesday and Friday for whatever division you're in. You can rank up depending on your uh, region. It's like top 50, top 10, based on the, the rank in the uh, region. And then we have, I think, four weeks of divisional cups into five weeks of FNCS. And it finishes with a couple more divisional cups, but that's the overall structure for this season's competitive season. So, let, let, what do we think about this? This, to me, sounds like a very steep prerequisite to partake in the FNCS. You have to essentially prove that you are amongst the best of the best, period, of your region in order to compete, which is very different. Uh, I would say it's about as competitive we've ever gotten to participation to an FNCS. Um, I mean, Panda, what are your thoughts? Do you think this is good for this season? Do we, do we, do we see this, you know, kind of moving in the right direction of Epic taking comp overall? Just yeah, more seriously. I think this is the first level of separation we see from arena to to something closer to a, an actual rank system. And a rank system leading to something because it's become pretty obvious that arena is more of a like a casual like competitive 
practice area that is meant for everyone, not just meant for um, like high level competitive players. Now the elite cup and the divisional cups and everything leading up to is more of a practice area for high level play, which makes total sense why they, they practiced it last season and now implemented it as a way to gain access to the FNCS. Elite Cup is not going to be an easy task for players. They're going to have to compete weekly. They're going to have to continue on if they don't make it through the Placement Cup. They're going to, there's a lot more that goes into it. Whereas Arena, it was grind Arena for a week, get to champs. Now I can compete. All right, cool. What do I do now? So a great difference in my opinion um will it be enough for the scene to uh like not uh in the conversation of do we need a rank system maybe not but i think it's a great step in the right direction yeah i've, I've already seen some pros just talking about man i don't even think i can make the first uh divisional cup you know the first placement kind of cup so they they're feeling like they're falling behind or that you have less chances um do, do i believe it's going to make a huge difference maybe not like the best of the best you know traditionally do float to the top even if they're just outside the top you know 50 or so for like what would be a normal final stage so i think i think we'll still be okay we'll see everyone that we want to see there um but we're not going to see like we're going to see a much more refined pool going into fncs that's going to be an absolute fact like let's just call it let's call any east maybe there's 500 duos right maybe that can hit at some point or another within the divisional cup offerings the elite ranking being amongst the best of best that week, right? That's kind of how it works. Uh, SBG, do you do you think do you think we're gonna even get that many? Like like what what are some estimates here? I, I don't oh, I, I don't think we're gonna get a lot. Boot put them out earlier as to what oh did it he was took going a guess? to be per took a guess? region. I love that. Well, I love no because it has the like who qualifies for elite. Um, because there's only so many weeks, right? So right. if we get 200 to start in the placement and then you get another, let's say, 20 or so each week, that means, okay, here it is. So in EU, it's going to be 440 teams. So about 500. You're pretty much spot on um, playing in FNCS, um, which is kind of cool. Selfishly for all three of us, it means there's actually a finite number of players that you have to know in order to be able to talk education educated wow i'm trying to say some that's supposed to be smart and i'm making up words but we actually can know who everyone is within a let's say eu fncs not just like eu fncs round four lobby during a qualifier which i think is huge helps the storylines develop because it's going to be more of the same people playing against one another and then at the same time, if you don't qualify for FNCS, for everyone else, the Contenders and Challengers Cups are still going on. So it's not like they're not going to have anything to play. You are still going to have those two cups a week to play. And if you make it to Elite, boom, you get to participate in the FNCS too. So I think, like Panda said, this is the first step towards something other than Arena. Um, just having a low bar for Arena and then having this kind of tournament structure padded on top of it it's definitely very interesting now that we, we like you said we kind of put ourselves in this um in this box where we're just gonna know like what the potentials are and and that'll help build content and maybe start to streamline stuff 
Um, it is it is the most competitive we've ever seen as far as the the bar being set. It, this is not about everyone can do it. This is about let's get to the best and we're we're gonna go from there. Uh, so so very very much interested. So, uh, Panda, any any predictions? Like, do we think we're gonna see upsets? People miss the mark here, or do we think there's at least enough runway for the most part for us to to get to where we need to be going into FNCS? Um, going into the FNCS, no, I think it'll be what we're used to. I think there'll be a few, few names. Most of the major names make it to their region and so on. Um, but outside of that, no, not really. I think there'll be some upsets for the placement cup this weekend. So, but outside of that, nah, it'll be pretty similar. That is true. We do have that placement cup. Uh, SVG, any final thoughts, man? You got to break down that, uh, of course, the, the whole runway. You knew early before everybody else what was coming. Ooh. I know you did because that video dropped quick. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts, man, leading into the Divisional Cup and all that good stuff? Um, so there's a lot more cups. Uh, the Duo Fill Cup and the Victory Solo Cash Cups are also two new formats to find a duo. And then the Victory Cash Cup, you win a match, you get some prizing. So that's a, a brand new format we haven't seen before. It's not cumulative scoring gets prizing. It's just win a match. and then you get something. So interested to see how those play out for the divisional cups. This placement cup might be the most important tournament of the season. And that's a little scary because it is a week into the, or less than a week, actually into the new season. And if you're unable to reach elite, it actually gets really hard to finish in whatever it is, the top 10, top 20, top 50 um, of those challenger cups. So Good luck. I hope everyone's able to play it because if not, GG's, uh, get your grind on for January when the Divisional Cups start. Well, it's looking good. Guys, new chapter is here. There's going to be so much content we're going to start bringing to you guys week to week. Next episode, we will definitely cover results from the Placement Cup and everything in between. I'm sure we'll be hit with some kind of hot update from here to then. Uh, regardless of what, though, I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. We're going to start to sign out here Kicking it off with Panda. Panda, what's up, my boy? Let the people know where they can find you this week. Uh, listen, Twitter is my home, man. Life W Panda. If you're not following me on there, what are you doing? Um, literally going through planning 2023. Just dropped the the apparel line, first iteration, first edition of Panda Season. So if you if you want some, go check it out. Pandaseason.com. Uh, there's a few, very few sizes and stuff left. So. If you want to rep it, it's definitely there. Uh, highest quality stuff in the game. Super ha uh, happy with how it came out. Um, but yeah, SVG, where can they find you? Uh, PandaSeason.com. It is <laughs> the best place to go. I was rocking the t-shirt the other day and got a cop of sweatshirt as well. So that's on the way. But yes, yeah, somebody's gone on Twitter. Also, Comp Awards FN on Twitter to follow the Comp Awards we talked about at the beginning of this. Those will... Uh, open up, I believe, next week, and we'll see an award show towards the end of the month, which is always the, the best part. Love it, love it. We'll be there to support. Uh, for all of you guys, don't forget to send your complaints to me at the 49podcast at gmail.com. Um, as for what I'm up to, YouTube is back in effect. Drop the video, a couple shorts, and those will be coming daily here. After this one, I'm going to go record some new stuff for y'all. So make sure to keep up with all the tips and tricks, all that good stuff. Content's going out on all social medias at MonsterDFace. Thank you guys for rocking with us. It's been one heck of a journey. But I'll see you guys on the next episode. So don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. Peace, y'all.